Well, you may wonder why the altar is green and we're wearing white. And you probably didn't notice, but I'll tell you anyhow. Um, in England, in the English usage, it's Epiphany Tide from now to the 2nd of February, which is the presentation of the Lord, and so the color is white. And at St. Luke's, we do that, so I brought my vestments and left them last week, so I didn't have green, so in solidarity, my sisters wore white so we would be balanced. <laughs> you know, one of those public service announcements for curious minds. And the only one that would really know would be Dale. Right, Dale? <laughs> because he's, that's his bag. He knows that stuff. So, but we're in Epiphany Tide from now to the, to the um, presentation. And all the gospel readings in these few, next few weeks are all about Christ manifesting himself to the world. Individuals, groups of people, and they're called the Manifestation Gospels, um, culminating with um, the feast of the presentation of the Lord in the temple when Mary and Joseph, 40 days after his birth, bring the baby as the firstborn child to dedicate him to the Lord as the laws of the day said. So here we find ourselves in the second Sunday of Epiphany. And I'm going to take my... Um, teaching from 1 Samuel 3:19 the lord was with him not permitting any word of his to be without effect learning how to listen to the voice of the lord is key to spiritual growth brothers and sisters every saint's life illustrates this point in one way or another francis of assisi heard the lord say rebuild my church and even though it took him most some time to understand what God meant, Francis was faithful to that command. Mother Teresa felt God asked her to leave her order and care for the poorest of the poor. These saints and so many others responded because these words had a powerful effect upon them. But it isn't just in the deep life-changing moments that God wants to speak to us. In fact, these saints could hear these big messages because they had experienced discerning the quieter messages that Jesus put in their hearts each and every day. And that's how it can happen for us, brothers and sisters. When we sense God telling us, come to me and I will give you peace, we can sense God telling us, we, we, we can stop for a moment and turn our hearts to him. Or when we hear, come and confess your sins, we can make a quick examination of conscience and ask for his mercy. Responding to these small promptings will bring us closer to the Lord, and they'll help us hear him in the bigger areas of our lives as well. The Holy Spirit never tires of telling us that Jesus has redeemed us and is offering us new life. He never tires of nudging us toward more virtuous behavior so that we can become more like Christ. He never tires of helping us find the way to peace, the peace that comes from aligning ourselves with his will. Yielding to the Lord and letting him have an effect on us, this is our great challenge, brothers and sisters. It's easy to go on our way without listening to God's word. 
But when we see the fruit of hearing and following him, we know it's the greatest treasure we can possibly have. But how often do we do that? How often do we really do that? We're so busy about so many things, and God's still small voice is whispering to us throughout the day. Are we really taking the time to stop and listen to what he has to say and to be obedient to do it? That still small voice could come in the grocery line at Giant Eagle when the lady in front of you has 55 million things and she's forgotten something and she has to go back to get it and you need to be someplace in five minutes. God's still small voice might be talking to you. Or it might be the time that you have an altercation with your spouse (laughs) and you're in the middle of the argument. God's still small voice might be speaking to you. Or it might be the person who's a shut-in and has no one else to reach out to them and God's still small voice is speaking to you a word of encouragement to visit them. Will you listen and respond? In the first reading, we hear these words. At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord because the Lord had not revealed anything to him as of yet. However, through Eli's words to him, he was able to say to the Lord, Speak, your servant is listening. And the Lord began to reveal himself to him. In what ways has the Lord revealed himself to you? Have you ever said to the Lord in your times of prayer and reflection, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. If you did, what happened? And if you haven't, what do you think would happen? And if you haven't, why not? The responsorial psalm calls us to humbly turn to the Lord with these words. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. The psalmist expressed even the further with these words, to do your will, O God, is my delight. What part does doing the Lord's will play in your life, in your own life? Is it your delight to do the Lord's will? And what steps can you take to be more in tune with the Lord It's a will for your life. The second reading ends with these challenging words. Do not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own, for you have been purchased with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. What role does the Holy Spirit within you play in discerning God's call for your life? What can you do to give him a bigger role? And what are some of the ways you can glorify God in your body this day, this coming week? In the gospel reading, we hear about um, Jesus getting Philip and then Philip going to get Nathaniel and bringing him to the Lord and recognizing the call of the Lord for his life as Samuel by Eli in the first reading. In what ways has God used others to help you in knowing that the, the Lord more deeply and discerning his will for your life? Were there other people in your life who played a role in bringing you along 
to come to know Jesus? Are there people that God's asking you to bring along to come to know the Lord? Do you believe that Jesus wants to open your heart to experience his love more deeply so that you too will be compelled like Philip in the gospel reading to tell others about the Lord and help in bringing them to him? If you haven't done it, why, why, why haven't you and what are you waiting for? What does yielding to the Lord and listening to God's words mean to you? And how can you make them a greater reality in your life? See, it's not enough that we come to church on Sunday. It's a good thing. We hear the word and we receive his body and blood. But if we don't go out and do anything with it, thanks for playing. God wants us to take the good that he pours into us and take it out into the world and share it with other people who desperately are in need of hearing the good news, of experiencing God's presence in a deep and abiding way. And we may be the only Gospels that they ever read. And if you really stop and think, brothers and sisters, there are those folks right now that you know that you need to take that to. God's been making it very clear to you, but you've been running every which way but loose. So maybe this is the week that you'll respond in a quiet way and say, God, help me. Give me the words to say. Give me the courage to step out of my comfort zone and to um, invite and to share your goodness with others. So what I'd like you to do is to take a few moments now to speak this word to the Lord. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And see what he might have to say to you this morning. What's the word that he might give to your heart this morning before we go to the table? to celebrate his body and his blood.